Hey guys, hope you're doing well. As you may or may not have known, one of the greatest NBA basketball players of all time, Kobe Bryant, just had two of his jerseys retired. It was a spectacle. It was something that we all should have wanted to be a part of, anybody that is a basketball fan. I want to now take this time to reflect on Mr. Kobe Bryant's career. I want to talk about some of the highs, and I'm going to talk about some of the lows. Let's get to it. Drop the beat. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mind of Mike J podcast. It is currently Wednesday, December the 20th. I am just now able to get to this. And again, I apologize for not being as on top of it as I have, but I got a really good subject I wanted to go on, go off on this week. And that was the retirement of Mr. Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba had his both his jerseys, number 8 and number 24, retired by the Los Angeles Lakers this week. It was definitely a spectacle. It was something that is very, very rare. But Kobe Bryant is one of the few players that I think deserves it. Put his third all-time in scoring at around 32 or 33,000 career points. And in his time wearing number 8, he, was, he brought home... Three, he brought three titles to the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers organization and scored around six, a little over 16,000 points. Back end of his career wearing number 24, he brought home two more world championships to that same Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers excuse me, organization and scored another 16,000 and some odd points. So he's one of the few guys you can say really was deserved to have two different numbers. I would like to see if he gets a statue outside of Staples Center, which he should, what they are going to go with as far as what number they put on there. My understanding is that Kobe wanted to go with 24 because he felt like that was when he was really challenged in his career. And I would definitely agree with that. I wouldn't have a problem with it. And when I think of Kobe Bryant, I do think of, 24 Kobe Bryant but basically what I want to get into today um, is talking about where Kobe Bryant ranks all time amongst all NBA legends because there is no question that Kobe Bryant is a legend Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest basketball players to have ever walked this earth and he deserves to be recognized as such but where we get into debate is where exactly he ranks amongst everyone. And I tend to think that I have a little bit of a different perspective. And I look at Kobe Bryant's legacy maybe a little differently than some of the people. So, that being said, just to get right into it. If we had to make a top 10 list all time, and I'm only going to talk about top 10 because I think if, to be honest, Kobe Bryant deserves to be in anyone's top 10 list. If we're talking about the 10, if you have Kobe Bryant outside of your top 10 basketball players all time, I have serious questions about where you stand as far as your knowledge of the game. But 
to me, Kobe Bryant is a bona fide top 10 ball player. I think as long as you have him somewhere in there, then it makes sense. To me, some people want to put him up there in the top three or four. I personally think Kobe Bryant is great in that sense, but I personally do not think he should be ranked any higher than seven. I think an ideal spot for Kobe Bryant amongst ballplayers is somewhere no higher than seven, no lower than ten. Who would I put in front of him, you ask? That's a good question. Michael Jordan and LeBron James are the top two basketball players ever, in my opinion. One and two in that order. You got Jordan at one, LeBron at two. After that, I would probably go with, I would put three Lakers ahead of, I would put three just Lakers ahead of Kobe. I would put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I would put Magic Johnson, and I would put Shaq. And somewhere in between there, I would probably throw in Larry Bird as well. Again, these are just opinions. We're just making lists. That's just where I stand. I think, no question, those six guys are going to be ranked ahead of Kobe. Now, where you can possibly... Now, you know, this is where I, this is why I would say number seven might be the highest that you can put him. I would argue you can maybe throw Tim Duncan in there. You can maybe throw a few other other names in there, possibly, that might be Oscar Robertson. You could maybe throw a few other guys in there. But for the most part, I think seven is a, is a good spot to, to put Kobe Bryant. It's very, it's very clear to me that he is not that he is not better than those guys. And I want to be very clear because I have gone on record saying that that Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest Lakers of all time. I think he is 1A and 1B with Magic Johnson. So just so we're clear, because I just put Kareem and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Shaq over him, when we talk about the greatest players in an individual's organization's history, I don't just look at, I look at what did you, what did you do for that organization in particular? What did you do in your time wearing the uniform? Not who just happened to be the best player in that particular organization's jersey. That is why somebody like Kobe Bryant, who played all 20 of his years for the Lakers, can be considered one of the best Lakers of all time, but not a better player than someone like Shaq or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So let's just be clear on that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the prime of his career a lot of a few years in Milwaukee, Shaq was Shaq first made his name in Orlando and he still won a championship in Miami. Now, his he did enough as a Laker to warrant being amongst their greats, but Kobe Bryant as far as Lakers are concerned, like I said, as far as what you put in and brought to that Lakers organization, Kobe Bryant is like I said, he's 1A, 1B with Magic Johnson. I, I really go back and forth depending on how I feel that day is who I'm going with as compared to Magic or Kobe. Now, a lot of people will think I am out of line for putting names like LeBron James or I would guess even Magic. I've heard some people even say that they believe Michael Kobe might be better than Jordan. Um, that is blasphemous for one, the, the latter statement, but 
I want to kind of rain on Kobe's parade a little bit for those of you that your diehard Kobe fan friends. This part is for anybody that's listening to this that's a diehard Kobe fan. I want to throw this out there for y'all. This is why Kobe Bryant cannot and should not be in anyone's top five or Mount Rushmore or anywhere amongst like that group. You cannot put Kobe Bryant in that conversation. And here's why. The three-peat, we all know about. We all know about the Shaq and Kobe three-peat. But there are a lot of things that happened last after that. And there are even some parts about the three-peat that I'll talk about. But after, let's, let's fast forward to after the Lakers three-peat. Kobe Bryant and Shaq start button heads, reportedly so. They came out and kind of admitted there was something going on after the fact. Shaq gets traded to Miami. Kobe basically takes over the team. He's the guy now. That was followed by, and this is after they got embarrassed in the finals the year before by the Detroit Pistons, who basically had no Hall of Famers on their team. Zero. Kobe Bryant, the very next year, without Shaquille O'Neal, Misses the entire playoffs. 2005. That was followed by two more years in 2006 and 2007 of being knocked out in the first round by the first round of the Western Conference playoffs by the Phoenix Suns. Kobe Bryant was outplayed for two to three years by Steve Nash. So just throwing that out there. He comes back 2008, goes to the NBA Finals. Kobe Bryant blew a 24-point lead and was outscored by James Posey at home. James Posey, again, this is James Posey outplayed Kobe Bryant in Los Angeles in route to blowing a 24-point lead. That is the biggest collapse in a single game in NBA Finals history. Kobe Bryant is responsible for this. That was then followed a couple games later in that same series by a a blowout loss where the Lakers lost by damn near 40 to that same team a couple games later. Again, this is not, that's not normal. That's not supposed to happen in the finals. You're not supposed to be getting blown out like that. Remember that team? Everybody, everybody loves talking about how clutch Kobe is and that the, the Boston Celtics were able to do that to him. So, as it pertains to a lot of my Kobe fan friends like to bring up, like to say that there's no way that Kobe Bryant can not be considered better than LeBron because he has five rings. Which, five rings is five rings. I'll give you that. One thing Kobe Bryant fans love talking about when comparing Kobe to LeBron is the is LeBron's loss against the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, Kobe, that would have never happened to Kobe in the finals. Oh, no, it, it did. Except it wasn't in the finals. Uh, it happened earlier in the Western Conference Happened earlier in the Western Conference. I believe it was the second round. That team swept Kobe. 
that same team that everyone likes to say was so bad that LeBron lost to, they swept Kobe before they even got to LeBron James. Kobe Bryant got swept by that same team. So I don't know why we why we keep bringing that up. The next year, Kobe Bryant lost 4-1 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, the team that Thunder team that that seems ridiculous now, that team that team that had Westbrook Harden and Kevin Durant. That team beat Kobe Bryant the next year 4 to 1. And then went on to lose to LeBron James in the finals. LeBron had no problem beating that team. Kobe Bryant could barely manage to win one game against that same team. I know what a lot of people are probably thinking or saying right now, but LeBron had a super team. So what would you consider the team in 2013 that the Lakers put together where they brought in Dwight and Steve Nash to a team that already had Pau Gasol? That, le- that wasn't a super team. That team rolled out two-time, two-time MVP Steve Nash, three-time Defensive Player of the Year Dwight Howard to go along with Meta World Peace, who was at the time, an all- who was still an All-NBA defender at the time, Kobe Bryant, and Pau Gasol, who was an All-Star. They did that whole super team. Kobe Bryant did the whole super team experiment one year. That team, unlike LeBron's team, that team finished 7th in the West and got swept in the first round. Again, 7th, a 7th seed in the West with a super team, and got a sweep. They got handed a sweep. That means they did not win one game. One, not one playoff win that year. So let's just be very clear. There are a lot of things that cope. To me, it's the other way around. There are a lot of things that Kobe Bryant did that are, inex- that are inexcusable. And it's funny because a lot of it is the same stuff that people get on LeBron for. Let's just go a little bit more into this head-to-head comparison. Because I really want to... I really want to dump on this whole LeBron versus Kobe thing. So I'm going to just throw out some more stats for y'all. LeBron has four regular season MVPs and three finals MVPs to Kobe's one and two in the finals, respectively. Remember, Shaq was MVP of all three of those finals. During the three-peat, where they played together, not only was Shaq the MVP, not Kobe, Shaq was MB- Shaq was the man on all of those teams. Let's be very clear about that. And by the way, one of those wins was against the Philadelphia 76ers, which I would love for someone to name three other guys on that team besides AI. Yeah, that was a real good team. Anyway, in the playoffs, in the regular LeBron has a higher scoring average. LeBron has a higher points per game, rebounds. LeBron has Kobe beat in Points per game, rebounds, assists, and field goal percentage in the regular season. He has Kobe beat in all those categories in the playoffs. 
LeBron has Kobe beat in all four categories. Points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage in the finals. LeBron has Kobe beaten in three of those categories. Everyone but assists in game sevens. LeBron has Kobe beat in all four categories again in elimination games. Again, higher points, higher, more rebounds, more assists, shoots better from the field in pretty much any scenario. LeBron has a much higher player efficiency rating, career efficiency rating. LeBron has six triple-doubles in the NBA Finals. Kobe has zero. I could keep going, but long story short, I could make a case, I would like to make a case that Kobe really can't be compared to LeBron in any situation, but the fact that he has five five titles, three of which Shaq carried for him. You have never seen LeBron James play with anybody to, to where they had to carry the NBA Finals for LeBron James averaged a triple-double against the Warriors in 2016, and people still said that Kyrie somehow carried that, carried that series. LeBron led all players on both sides in all categories. Excuse me, that's what I meant to say. I think I said triple-double. LeBron led all players in all categories. Every person blocks... Blocks, steals, assists, rebounds, points. All five. Anyone that touched the floor. And somehow Kyrie won that series for Cleveland. You have never seen Kobe do this. And Kobe was able to bring home three titles without having to be the finals MVP. Don't get me wrong. This is not about me necessarily trying to say that Kobe Bryant is a bad player. This is more about me just justifying my list. Again, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. As far as LeBron James, to me, is second. I think Jordan and LeBron are really the only two guys I can think of that you could put with any... You could play a Russian roulette with any other... You could put you you could put LeBron or Jordan on your team, play Russian roulette with the other four in your starting lineup. Just whoever. Let's just pick names out of a hat, throw them on the court. With those two guys, your team is gonna win bare minute. Worst worst thing that could possibly happen to you is your team wins fifty games and makes the playoffs. Guaranteed. Doesn't matter who you throw in there. Jordan and LeBron are really the only guys all time I would say that about. Anyone else? The next tier of guys? Again, very, very good players. Guys that were legends. Guys that broke records. Like I said, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the all-time NBA leading scorer. You got Magic Johnson. Five titles. Played in what many people call the golden era of the NBA was very, very successful as a Laker. Larry Bird. I think career averages of 24 and 10 rebounds. These are guys that changed the game. 
Shaq, when Shaq came into the league, the league had to adjust to Shaq. When Shaq played, when Shaq was in his prime, if you were big like he was, you got drafted. You could be a complete bum and you got drafted when Shaq was in there because nobody had anyone big enough to, to even slow him down. Guys were literally just getting drafted because it was like he's seven foot and 260 and he can move a little bit. We got to get somebody in there to stop Shaquille O'Neal. Kobe Bryant, to me, did not... I don't ever remember a point where the league had to adjust to Kobe. Everyone I named in front of Kobe, the league had to adjust to them. The league had to mix guys around. Teams had to stack their rosters to compete with these guys. This Kobe Bryant never ushered in such an era. So... In my opinion, Kobe is just outside of that group. And that's still a very good group to be in. To be top 10, that's still that's still a legend. That's still a guy that should be celebrated. That's still a guy that, again, I think Kobe Bryant deserves to have both his jerseys retired. I think he deserves a statue. I think he deserves to be to have a red carpet rolled out for him every time he walks into the Staples Center. I believe in all of those things. I'm not trying to say that Kobe Bryant was a bad player. What I'm saying is there is a tier of greatness that I think he falls short of. He was great. There is a there is a great of the great tier that Kobe Bryant falls short of. And that's all I'm and that's all I'm trying to say. But that's all I had to say on that subject. We're going to take a quick break and get to these L's of the week, so don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. to the last and my personal favorite segment of every podcast as of right now, the L of the week. We are definitely, this one was a pretty easy one. I am giving it this year, or excuse me, this week, it is going out to Henry Wofford. Normally I'm giving it out to an athlete that everybody knows, but I feel like I have to explain who this guy is. Henry Wofford, for those of you that might know, it's been all over social media, especially if you're on Twitter or if you're on Facebook, it's been all over social media. Henry Wofford is a reporter out of the Bay Area for some station called KRON-TV. Sorry, I'm on the East Coast. I don't know where that is. Anyway, Henry Wofford um, is a report is a reporter works for this works for this station out in this area. He was called out recently for. His 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 comments made a little. His his comments made a scene in a fifteen minutes of famous social media kind of way because he basically he told he said in response to P Diddy's rapper P Diddy's video about how he wanted to buy the Carolina Panthers. Henry Wofford got on his station and said that in response to his video that P. Diddy looked like he had smoked a blunt 
and drank a 40. And, you know, the all the people at the news station and stuff was laughing and all that other stuff. I have to hand Henry Walford an L for this reason. Besides the obvious uh, racial undertones in it, which a lot of people got on you for, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm just going to say this. First of all, P. Diddy, P. Diddy doesn't, P. Diddy endorses Ciroc, okay? That's number one. P. Diddy ain't drinking 40s. P. Diddy's drinking Ciroc. When have you ever seen P. Diddy with a 40? That man's got too much money to be out here drinking 40s. And then you said he looked like he had smoked a blunt. To me, personally, if I had just smoked a blunt, I would have I would have probably had my sunglasses on. I probably would not be doing a video just out in the open like that where y'all could see my eyes and stuff. Because you'd have clearly, clearly been able to tell that I had been smoking. But Henry Wofford also said something else that I didn't that I didn't like, which that I thought was kind of weird, which was he had mentioned that when was the last time I think he said something to the tune of when has Diddy when was the last time Diddy's done anything or when has he done anything recently? Um, sir, P. Diddy's amongst one of the most highly paid people in the music industry. P. Diddy's worth net worth, I believe, is over eight hundred million dollars. P. Diddy just sold Sean John for a boatload of money his own clothing line. P. Diddy started out basically from nothing, basically started out working for free, just trying to get his hands in stuff and basically trying to trying to do whatever he could to get into an industry that he was passionate about and that he loved. And he turned it into almost a $1 billion net worth. So for you to say... He looks like he smoked a blunt and drank a 40. You know, I don't know this dude. I don't know this Henry Wofford guy. I don't know what he's supposed to... He might be a really straight dude. This is the first thing I'm hearing from you. So I'm just going to say that was stupid. That was dumb. You should have taken down your Twitter account, which I believe he did because I can't find his Twitter anymore. If somebody can help him, if somebody can find it, let me know because I was trying to find it. And I believe he he deleted his account more than likely to the fact that he got called about 300,000 coons and Uncle Toms by black Twitter within the 24 hours that he made those comments, and it was deservedly so. Um, I'm sorry, like I said, I'm not even going to go the racial route, but you have to wonder if he would have said, if he would have used that particular terminology, smoked a blunt and drank a 40 uh, for any white person that wanted to buy the Carolina Panthers. That's the angle that you have to come from if you're going to say that it had a racial undertone to it. So I would just ask that question. But other than that, even even taking all that stuff out, it was a stupid comment. It wasn't funny. P. Diddy's got the means, especially since now it's, in my understanding, is he's only buying the only part of the Carolina Panthers that's up for sale is the one million is about the one billion that Jerry uh, Jerry Richardson owns. It's not the entire team. The Carolina Panthers, I think, are currently valued at two billion. They might be evaluated at more than that by the end of the season. But even then, Jerry Jones only owns forty something percent. So, 
it's not completely a, do I think P. Diddy is the best guy to buy the Panthers? Absolutely not. Guy is clearly focused on the entertainment aspect of it, not necessarily the football aspect of it. He doesn't even know where the Panthers are because he, he said the North Carolina. He said the North Carolina Panthers. So, am I saying P. Diddy's the best example as of an owner? No, that's not what I'm saying. But for Mr. Wofford to make the comments that he made, I thought they were out of line. I thought they were profoundly stupid. I didn't think they were even funny. If you're going to say something out of line, at least you know be able to make somebody laugh doing it. But it is what it is. That's the L of this week. And I hope that, I honestly hope that that somebody, I would like to see Diddy own a team. I don't know if the Panthers are the ones to do it, but we will just see. But that pretty much concludes this week's episode of the podcast. Again, I appreciate everybody that's been listening. I will definitely be try to be back next week with more stuff for y'all. But in the meantime, everybody enjoy your weekend and have a Merry Christmas. I am signing off and I'll catch you next week.